Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Brussling Unlimited. As well, we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite. It is April 27th, 2022, and I thought tonight's Dynamite was actually a pretty dang good show. Now, I didn't care much for the Jericho Kingston in-ring segment, which you could tell the crowd didn't care for that segment either, as they were basically quiet sitting on their hands the whole time. But other than that, I liked everything on this show, and I don't say that often about Dynamite and AEW shows where I'm like, I like basically everything on the show. I mean, I even thought it was interesting they did the damn damn fireball in the face in the parking lot thing. We'll talk about Ruby Soho in a moment, though, because, like, damn, Ruby Soho is just there to be one of Eddie's friends most of the time. She got a couple times on television tonight, but for the most part, oh, my eye, all of a sudden, like, just started watering. But for the most part, I did enjoy tonight's AEW Dynamite. That was a really good show. And let's talk about it. But first, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, whether that's for gaming or whether that's for shipping or video, and you got a Prime gaming account, you take that Amazon account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom. Excuse me, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games. Right now, they give you the free games like uh, Elder Scrolls for Oblivion Game of the Year Edition, and you get, um, I always butcher this one, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Battle for Neighborville. You also get free stuff for games like Madden 22, Valorant, Fall Guys, Grand Theft Auto Online, and so, so, so much more. But the one thing that never changes is you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And remember, remember, it doesn't have to be your Amazon account. Because who the hell would know if it's your Amazon account or not? It could be anybody's Amazon account linked to your Twitch. It's whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, any of them. It doesn't matter. And on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat and a super or a super sticker donation. Remember, all Super Chats do get read live on the air. Also remember, you can hit that donate button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. And speaking of non-news videos, we got some retro reviews up. It's different matches between The Shield and the Rhodes Dynasty back from 2013. Those videos are available for channel members or subscribers over at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Because remember, that's the best way to support us. Patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. You go over there and everything we have for our channel members or our, our premium subscribers, I guess you can call them, all in one area, easy to find whatever you need. Unlike, you know, you can be a YouTube member. I'd appreciate that. But it's harder to find the stuff that's members only when it comes to YouTube. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Whether you're buying a new game, buying an old game, claiming a free game, or getting points for Rocket League or V-Bucks for Fortnite. 
it's going to ask you if you have a creator code and you do right here pw unlimited use that code at checkout and you'll be supporting us right here pro wrestling unlimited remember like i said whether you're buying a new game buying an old game claiming the free games or getting your stuff ready for fortnite and rocket league and i think now fall guys put in the code pw unlimited doesn't cost you anything extra and it will be supporting us right here but with that we've got a big loaded show to talk about it kicked off with a hell of a match the match that everybody was waiting for was Dax versus Cash. CM Punk came out first, as he normally does on an episode of Dynamite, comes out first. He joined commentary, and then out came FTR. FTR made their way down to the ring and had a just, oh my God, match. This match was fantastic. I loved every minute of it, even the picture-in-picture crap. Yeah, I paid. Usually, sometimes I don't pay attention during the picture and picture. I did this time. So technically, technically, this was the second match these two have ever had together. I say technically because, well, FTR told a story on the Wrestling Perspective podcast last week that the only other time before this week, and this was they told this story before this match happened, so the only time before this match that they ever faced off was basically their WWE tryout. They both showed up to a WWE taping as extras. They were then told, you and you get in the ring and have a match. Call it in the ring. You get anywhere for 5 to 20 minutes. They didn't know how much time they were going to get. They were just under the impression the better it goes, the longer you're going to go. And They're going and they're going. They hit the 5 minutes and the ref says, they're liking it. Keep going. Keep going. They hit 15. Ref told them, Bring it home. They brought it home. Ever since that day, they've been best friends. Ever since that day, when they faced each other in basically their WWE tryout, they've been best friends. They knew of each other before that. One being from, I think one's from East North Carolina and the other's from Central North Carolina, maybe. Cash, grinding on the indies. Dax, just doing it, but also working two, two I guess you could say, normal jobs feed his family as well but after that day they were the best of friends they had the one match never faced off with each other again until tonight also interesting thing to note that this match here was the first match in I think three years that Cash had it was a singles match Dax has had a couple you know he faced CM Punk a few weeks back and everything and outside of those like two or three singles matches it had been five years before that that Cash had had a singles match. Crazy to think. Crazy to think. But the match started off early on. They performed some carbon copy of Brett and Owen. They do some wrist exchanges and all the kinds of early stuff that Brett and Owen did in their WrestleMania match. Cash at one point then landed a thumb to the eye that may or may not have been intentional. Cash got frustrated though. And every time Dax tried to walk up to him to maybe like check on him or whatever, Cash would shove him away. And Dax was like, hey, I wasn't on Brent. Dax would shove him away again. And so they kind of got not heated, a little bit of animosity between the two. Neither could establish an advantage here until Dax chopped Cash hard up top and brought him down with a superplex. Both guys were down from the superplex. Cash avoided a dive and drop kicked Dax to the floor ahead of a commercial break. 
Once back, both men collided in the middle of the ring on simultaneous crossbody attempts. They traded cradles until Dak, uh, Cash reversed the slingshot powerbomb in a Hurricane Rana pinning combination for a two. At one point, CM Punk was on... Com- uh, at one point, CM Punk just goes, you know, a lot of people get these two mixed up. If you do, you could just call them, you know, mustache and hair. You know, the one with the mustache is bald, and then the other guy's got hair. Longer hair. And I'm like... Oh, punk, that wasn't really that funny, but okay, cool. Because, I mean, if you go back to when they first started as the Revival in NXT, a lot of people, because they were just a tag team. They never did anything singles. So a lot of people kept just going, which one are you? They did the, They used to get the which one are you chant because they did so much as just a tag team and never anything on their own. You know, I'm Dax. Or actually back then it was, I'm Scott Dawson. I'm... Oh, what was what was Cash's name in WWE? Scott, no, Scott Dawson and oh, this is gonna bug the crap out of me. Cash Wheeler's name in WWE was, it was Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder. That's it. That's it. Dash Wilder. And they never said, I'm Scott Dawson. I'm Dash Wilder. It was always, we're the revival. We're the revival. So I think this may have been a joke callback to something like that. I don't know, but it didn't really hit for me. Um, At one point, Dax returned some fire with a slingshot Liger bomb and got a two. There were more cradles here for a little while until Cash had a slingshot pile driver for a near fall. He went for an avalanche back suplex. And Dax turned it into a crossbody in midair. Got, I think, a two off of it. I just wrote, tried the pin. There was a running crossbody from Cash that sent both men spilling to the floor where Cash sold his knee like he injured it. Back in the ring, Dax teased the sharpshooter, but he hesitated. This then led to Cash cradling him. Dax returned with a small package and pinned him to pick up the victory with that Dash, or Dax, I mean, will be in the Owen Hart tournament, which technically I know these are all qualifiers. They could have just made this all the first round of the tournament, to be completely honest. I don't know why they got to call them qualifiers. Just call them Owen Hart Foundation Tournament first round matches. Like, that's really what they are. I don't like the whole qualifier thing. Now, if there were some people where it's like, all right, if you're ranked here to here, you automatically make it in. And then others had to qualify, that would be a different story. Like, oh, if you're so-and-so, if you're, you know, in a certain spot in the rankings by this date, you got to buy right into the tournament. If you're not, well, you got to make your way into the tournament. That would be different. And that's where you can do, you know, qualifiers. But when it's every match is a qualifier, just call it the first round. Just call it the first round of the tournament. Two men then sat on the apron and hugged as well. The match was over. Phenomenal match. After that, it was then announced the first match for AEW Double or Nothing will be Hangman Page defending the AEW World Championship against CM Punk. Punk left the commentary table, grabbed a mic, and walked down the ramp. He looked up at the stage where on the two big screens was a graphic for the match. looking up and he said you know what I'm not going to be long here I'm going to keep it quick because I want action to keep going on this show he said when he returned to wrestling he wondered quote 
Can I still do this? Now he's confident that, well, he can. He said everything up to this point has been a warm-up. And it's only made him... Uh, and he's only made it here because of the fans. Win, lose, or draw, and double or nothing, Paige will know that he has been in a fight. Because, quote, I will continue to fight until the wheels fall off. Um, I'm going to butcher this name, but I do want to thank uh, Amatros1330 for the Tier 1 subscription. Actually, for the gifted sub on Twitch. Really do appreciate that. Oh, no, for the, the Tier 1 subscription and the gifted sub. I really appreciate the two subscriptions there. Really appreciate that. I probably butchered your name. A matter or so. A matter so. Yeah, I don't even know. Our dick select. I'm going to say it right now. People with, and I'm no offense to you, weird usernames like that. Hard for a dyslexic person to read. Especially someone like me that has been told for the last decade you're borderline dyslexic. But, but I really do appreciate that. I really Really do appreciate the subscription and the gifted sub. <clears throat> it's stuff like that that helps us keep going and going and going and doing a lot more. But with that, next up we had Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert backstage. I was screwed out of his title last time, but he's not here to complain. He said Sammy has given some great ladder match moments, but Sky is here to kick some ass and win the belt. Next up, we have the BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club, against the Nightmare Factory, QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Solo. William Regal on commentary. So basically, the BCC dominated from the jump until Camarado downed Yuta with a back body drop. This allowed the factory to take over, and Regal was like, you know, I want Yuta in there with a big man like Camarado, because we've seen Yuta against guys his size, but I want to know what Yuta can do with a guy bigger than him, stronger than him, more brutal than him. Went to a commercial break and once back, there was a German suplex from Yuta that allowed him to reach Danielson for a hot tag. Danielson laid in a variety of strikes on Solo before taking out the other members of the factory with a dive. Danielson laid in mid-kicks on Solo before going for an aggressive label lock, forcing QT to break the hole. Moxley then planted QT with a half-and-half -half suplex before clotheslining him out of the ring. Danielson then cut off Solo with a dive and a drop kick. Yuta and Camarado then tagged back in. Camarado tossed Yuta across the ring and beat him down until Yuta surprised him with a guillotine and then a sleeper. Yuta hammered in some elbows before a seatbelt pinning predicament gave the BCC the victory. Now, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but the graphic had Anthony Agogo, yet I never saw Anthony Agogo at ringside. It was said, the factory... With Anthony Agogo. Was Agogo there? Did I just not pay enough attention? Because I didn't see Anthony Agogo at ringside. As we move forward, Shivani was interviewing Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Tony Storm, three of the women that have qualified for the Owen Cup. They were there. Baker and Hayter insulted Tony Storm, and she goes, You guys are friends. Well, I got a friend as well that knows you guys and is ready in the tournament. And up walks Ruby Soho. Who said, well, Britt, enough is enough. Said that she and Hater, Britt, that is, uh, wanted to fight. No, Ruby said that. Baker then held Hater back 
and the two left. We also saw Ruby later assisting to an injured, maybe, I don't know, Eddie Kingston. We'll talk about that in a moment. Next up, we had Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Kristen Cage backstage. Jungle Boy said that it stung extra bad, but he didn't want to sound like a sore loser. Christian said Jungle Boy just sounded like a loser, but he'll bounce back. Challenged any top five ranked tag team to step up, and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs of Team Taz appeared and accepted the challenge. I think it's for the title, but I'm not sure they didn't make that clear. Okay, since Saturday said he did see Anthony Agogo. All right, I just wasn't paying enough attention. MJF and Sean Spears were seated in a luxury box as MJF insulted Philly. He said Archer would silence everybody. Wardlow emerged, no music, handcuffs, and accompanied by security. We then had Wardlow against Lance Archer. Fun match. These two, as the kids say, they, uh, they humped. The Archer attacked with a running cannonball before the bell. With the match underway, Wardlow came back with a running Hurricane Rana and a corner spear. He followed this up with a spine buster. Wardlow wanted the powerbomb symphony, but Archer spun out and went for the EBD claw. He had some simultaneous clotheslines and it sent both men to the canvas. Traded forearms in the center of the ring. Archer hit rabid punches and landed a rope walk moonsault before hitting a choke slam for a two. He followed this up with a blackout and only got a two off of it. Wardlow cradled him for a near fall. Archer then wanted another blackout, and Wardlow fought out with some headbutts, landed a senton bomb, and got a two. Finally, we got a four-round powerbomb symphony from Wardlow to take out the big man as he pinned Archer and picked up the victory. So Wardlow wins again. Next up, we got probably the downer spot of the show. Crowd was dead. Crowd didn't. They liked Jericho's entrance, but once the segment started, they didn't like it. Well, comes the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. And Angelo Parker reminded the audience that any physicality between the two teams would lead to a fine and a suspension. Neither team can touch each other. Then he said something. I didn't get the full line, but he called the fans. He said, he said, um, Tony Khan's the greatest booker in the world because he knows that sports entertainers are the best. And we love the AEW galaxy. Something along those lines. And I go, oh, no. Not only do they call themselves sports entertainers, but now they're calling the fans the AEW Galaxy. Oy vey. That, no. No, 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 no. And I think that's when the crowd kind of was like, huh? And then just went quiet. Kind of a okay reaction when Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz came out. But nothing big. Not like them singing Judas. Anyways. Jericho complained about how the JAS has been slighted by Kingston, so he demanded an apology. They responded with middle fingers. Garcia tried to bait them in. He said, you can't touch me. What are you going to do, huh? And he leaped, lunged in, and I think it was Ortiz, maybe. He wouldn't react. Kingston then grabbed, grabbed a mic and goes, this is stupid. I don't care about this sports entertainment crap. He said, I want to fight. I know we can't right now, but I'll, guys take you, I'll take you guys on any time. It's five on three, and we don't care. We don't have the advantage. Or we don't care. You guys have the advantage, is what he said. Jericho said, that's the problem. It's five on three. You're too dumb to realize what that means. 
Jericho then says he's putting out a hit on Kingston. Kingston goes, you know what a hit means? Because where I'm from, it means you, you may not make it to the next week. Jericho then says, do what you're going to do. Hit me. Knock me out. Because if you do, you'll be fired from this company. The only company that wants you. No other company wants you or ever wanted you. Kingston said that this is his world. He's putting out his means. Putting, and he's putting someone to the ground. And he doesn't think Jericho's that guy. So yeah, it was an okay segment. It wasn't all that great though. We had Sammy Guevara video play. He called Scorpio Sky the least interesting member of the AEW roster. Him and Ty kissed. Well, made out, actually. Next up, we had the Phyllis Street fight. It was Serena D versus Sakara Shida. Pretty good match. I enjoyed it. I thought there was great action here. Couple clunk spots, but nothing to, like, whine about or say, oh, it ruined the match, because it didn't. Every match is going to have, like, one or two clunky spots. So... Uh, where was I? Bum, 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 bum. I did write a little note here going, I thought the crowd would be more into this. The only time the crowd was really into it is when they chanted, we want tables. Like they, they pop for some of the, the kendo stick shots and stuff, but really the only time the crowd was really into it is when they were getting themselves into it. Chanting, we want tables. We want tables. You know, other than that, they're kind of just treated it as a match. I'm like, yeah, this is better than I expected. Anyway, Sheeta came out with the kendo stick and attacked before the bell. She landed a stiff missile dropkick, knocking Deeb out of the ring. Sheeta produced a chair and wanted to go for a step up, running step-up knee, but Deeb scouted it and jumped back in the ring. Deeb then countered another running knee with a chair shot. That's the one spot that didn't look all that great, and it could have just been camera positioning. The way, like, Sheeta jumped off the apron, went for the knee, and then, like, Deeb just kind of, like, lifted up the chair or whatever. But... Maybe it would have looked better from a different angle. I don't know. So back in the ring, Deeb hit a knee, a knee breaker under the chair ahead of a break and really worked over the knee of, uh, of Akarashita. Upon return, Deeb was still targeting Sheeta's injured knee, but Sheeta reversed another knee breaker and sent D head first, Deeb headfirst into a chair. Deeb then threw a powder in Sheeta's face and attacked her blinded opponent with a kendo stick. Sheeta fought back and wildly swung with a kendo stick, eventually striking Deeb. She found some water and wiped the powder out of her eyes before attacking with a step-up dropkick. Now, there was a big-ass puddle in the ring from something I don't know what before this match. I noticed it during the Jericho Kingston talking segment. I'm like, where did that big old puddle come from? There was a big wet spot. Like... Up. I have like a little replica little ring thing. I don't have it set up right now to like show, but say we'll use this box for my headphones. Say this is the ring. Hard camera's looking this way, right? The hard camera looking this way. Right here. There's a big ass wet spot in the ring. I don't know where it came from. If anybody else noticed, let me know. So where was I? Um, ba -ba 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 -bum. I lost my spot. 
here we go. Um, Deep found some water and wiped the powder. Or no, Cheetah found some water, wiped the powder out of her eyes before attacking with a step up drop kick. Cheetah laid in more kendo stick shots. She went for a katana, but Deeb came back with another chair strike. Deeb wrapped Cheetah's knee in the chair, but Cheetah was able to pop up and meet Deeb at the top rope and land an avalanche falcon arrow for a two. Cheetah used a kendo stick and a choke, but Deeb jackknifed out for a two of her own. Deeb then poked Sheeta's eye and hit the Deeb tox on the chair for a very close near fall. She then locked her in the Serenity Lock. Deeb repeatedly drove Sheeta's knee onto the chair and locked on a Texas Cloverleaf before making Sheeta tap. They said, oh, and, and Serena Deeb wins with one of Dean Malenko's moves. So that's an interesting one. They're trying to make her a female Dean Malenko. So they said she used one of Dean Malenko's moves. No, I get it, Hot Rod Bubba, that it was a water spot. But I'm saying, where did it come from? Because it was there before the JAS segment. I noticed it when Jericho and his guys were walking into the ring, when they got into the ring, and they had, like, the table set up, and they were walking around the table or whatever. I just don't know where the, the water spot came from. It could be since Saturday. Since Saturday said maybe it came where there were water bottles on the tables. For the sit-down segment, and Eddie chucked to the table. Maybe it was that, and it was after, like, in the middle of the segment. I noticed it during that segment. I thought I noticed it at the beginning. Maybe it was later in the segment, but that could have been it. That could have been it during that segment with, um, with, um, 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 the Jericho stuff. Uh, Tyler Smith says, will this review be on Spotify? Yes, we will put it up as quickly as we can after we finish the video here. And I think once I upload it, it takes like 30 minutes. And so it should be up tonight. Yes. <laughs> As we move forward, at MJF is Sean Spears. And Lexi Nair was doing the interview and he calls her, he called her something. Lindsay, I think it was. She goes, um, my, my name's Lexi. And he goes, oh, it's Lexi. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Yeah, I'm so, get out of here. Give me the mic. He grabs the mic. He then tells, um, Spears, give me the give me the phone. Grabs the phone. He goes, "Hey, big man, you want to make a you want to make six figures for one match? Yeah, right, I'll see you next week." Hangs up the phone. He looks at the the camera and goes, "Wardlow, next week you're gonna face somebody that is smarter than you, stronger than you, and taller than you, and you can't teach that." Basically saying, "Oh." We got W. Morrissey, the former big cast. W. Morrissey's contract with the Impact, I believe, is up this week. So, next week, he's going to make his AEW, I guess you could say, his AEW um, debut. Unfortunately, he's most likely going to lose to Wardlow, which sucks. Because as uh, in WWE, I thought Kat, Enzo and Cass was a good little group. Then they broke them off, and I thought Castle kind of floundered, and then he left. Whatever. But I liked W. Morrissey in Impact. I thought he was really good as a top guy in Impact. And now that his contract's up there, he can go work other places. I don't know if he's going to sign with AEW or not, but if they want to get another big guy, he wouldn't be a bad get, especially now. Because he's gotten his life in, sh in shape. He's gotten, you know, in better... He's gotten his life back together. He's gotten in shape. And, 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 here's another tidbit for this segment. So, 
He did the whole smarter than you, stronger than you, taller than you, and you can't teach that. So we all know who that is. But do you guys know the other connection of Morrissey to this segment? Do you guys know the other connection Big cast in this segment? I'm going to give you guys a second. I'm going to give you guys a second. It's the interviewer, Lexi Nair. That's his girlfriend. That's Morrissey's girlfriend. At least as of like a month or two ago, they were dating. So that's an interesting little tidbit there that kind of ties everything together as well. That the interview segment started with Cash's real-life girlfriend, or Morrissey's real-life girlfriend. She gets kicked out, and then, yeah, they set up his big return, or his big debut next week. So next up, the lights go out. And in we we go, oh, we're gonna hear from the, the House of Black. And a spotlight hits the top of the ramp, and Fuego's laid out. House of Black teased unmasking him when Alex Abrahantes interrupted from the ring. He said that they've been trying to bait the House of Black into a fight. Penta Escuro and Pack make their way out to the ring, but then Abrahantes follows them. Meaning the man in the ring wasn't actually Abrahantens. He removes his robe, removes his hood, and it is a returning Ray Phoenix. Phoenix is back and attacks the House of Black with a shovel and finishes uh, Buddy Matthews off with a double foot stomp. All three in the death triangle then land simultaneous dives on the House of Black on the outside. They then pose in the ring together. Phoenix is back, baby. Phoenix is back. Also, this means that Phoenix is cleared. That means he can have the match at uh, Triple Mania Monterey, where he will be teaming with El Hio, Di- El Hio Vikingo against the Young Bucks. Yeah, Ray Phoenix and El Hio Del Vikingo against the Young Bucks. I think it's this weekend. Ooh, that should be a good match. In the back, we got Darby Allen and Shane Str- uh, Swerve Strickland. It was announced that this week on Rampage, they will be in a qualifier for the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Tony Schiavone conducted the backstage segment. He called them friends, and Swerve goes, we ain't friends. We're bitter enemies. They used to beat the crap out of each other back in the day. He said, but we're going to Rampage. What is Rampage? Swerve's house. And Darby goes, don't, don't say that. Don't call this Swerve's house when I've been here since the beginning. This is my house, and this is my tournament. I liked that. Because, you know, Swerve is the this is Swerve's house. Well, someone that's been here longer than him was like, hey, no, 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 no. You just got here, bud. You haven't earned that. You haven't earned calling this your house yet. So I like that. I like that from Darby. Very serious, Darby Allen. I gotta pull something up on the screen. Next up was six-man tag. No. A 10-man tag. The Undisputed Elite against the team of Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and the Varsity Blondes. Also, I watched the uh, the little pre-show AEW does. They did it this week with Lexi Nair and um, Dasha Fuentes. And they were like running down this match. And Dasha's like, wait, wait, I gotta say it. No, I think it was Lexi goes, I just gotta say it, I gotta say it. Brock and Lee? Brock Lee? I love Brock Lee. Uh, anyways, so... We've got the Undisputed Elite coming out. 
and they got a new shirt and a new logo. I like it. It's like a retro-looking logo. I think AEW a little bit tries to do too much 80s graphics, like 80s-style graphics. Kind of need to get away from that for some things. But that's what this is. This is another 80s-style 80s, 80s style graphic. But this is the new logo for the Undisputed Elite. So as we move forward again, it was the Undisputed Elite's Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. So basically, the Undisputed Era or the Undisputed Elite, whatever you want to call them, all came out together to Cole's music. And then the Bucks got their own entrance. Um, where was I? Uh, early on, it was a lot of back and forth action. A team of the youngsters, they call them the under 30s, hit some flip dives. And Johnson had a springboard along with Dante as well to the Undisputed Elite during a commercial break. Our friend from the break, Nick Jackson, did a bunch of his signature offense, just a bunch of his moves. The UE then hit a four way BTE trigger. Cole lowered the boom and picked up the victory. Not really much to talk about here, as a lot of this match, I felt, went through the break. Um, We got all five members, yes, five members of the uh, Undisputed Elite posing in the ring, when all of a sudden we hear, oh, there's a commotion going on in the back. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but we got to send it to the back. Cameras, go! And one of the, I always forget his name. One of the guys from 2.0 is like, oh, you got to see this. Come on, cameraman, you got to see this. Let's get this going. And boom, Santana laid out. Boom, Ortiz laid out. They got Eddie Kingston. They're holding Eddie Kingston hostage. Got him up like, he's like, ah, I can't move. Jericho looks at him. He's talking shit, talking crap. And then fireball to the face of Eddie Kingston. Kingston goes down. Officials and stuff run over. Ruby Soho runs over. Jericho and his buddies leave. And they check on Eddie. They're like, Eddie, are you okay? He's okay. He's like, ah, I got my face. My face. And again, whenever whenever something's going down with Eddie Kingston, Ruby's got to be there for some reason. I don't understand that. Like, whenever Eddie's getting heated and someone needs to calm him down, she jumps in. She's like, calm down, Eddie. Calm. And then this, Eddie gets hurt. and she, Someone needs to get there and check on him. There's Ruby Soho. Maybe they're real life good, good, good friends. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Matt. That's right, Magma Lord. Matt. I always get them mixed up. Which one's Matt? Which one's Jeff? Matt Lee and Jeff Parker. It's like the old, like we said earlier, with Dax and Cash. Back in the day, you could never tell them apart because they always just called themselves by their tag team name. Well, same thing with 2.0. They were always just called by their tag team name. 2.0, 2.0, 2.0. Anyways. We got lineups for the next two shows. This Friday's Rampage. We got an Owen Hart qualifier. Owen Hart Cup qualifier. Darby and Swerve. Hook. We'll go face-to-face -face with Dan Housen. They did not say this is a match. I'm going to pull the graphic up just to double check. But I don't think this is an actual match. It says, let me know if, I, if I'm right or wrong here, guys. Face-to-face -face confrontation, Hook and Danhausen. Because I saw people on Twitter going, oh, they're going to do it. Hook versus Danhausen. This Friday, they're going to do it. They're going to, no. It just says, face-to-face -face confrontation. Hook versus uh, Hook, Hook and Danhausen because it's not even verse. Because look, look, if it was a match, it would say just like this: Bolton Gun versus Keith Lee verse. That just says and. 
Anyways, Jade Cargill and her baddies, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan, will be taking on the team of Willow Nightingale, Trisha Dora, and Sky Blue. Keith Lee, as we just saw there, will be going one-on-one with Colton Gunn. And the ROH Television Championship will be on the line when Samoa Joe defends against Trent Beretta. Cool. I'm going to watch that one for sure. That one's got me watching Rampage. As far as next week's AEW Dynamite does go, in the Owen Hart Cup Tournament Qualifier, Jeff Hardy will be taking on Bobby Fish. Wardlow will be taking on MJF's mystery opponent, who we know is 90, I'm 99.9999999999% sure it's W. Morrissey, the former big cast. And next week, we will crown the undisputed Ring of Honor Women's Champion when Deanna Perrazzo makes her AEW debut against Mercedes Martinez. Both women are champions. Deanna's the lineal, perennial, legal, real ROH Women's Champion who just lost her Reina de Reina's AAA Women's Championship to Taya Valkyrie. Anyways, and Mercedes is the interim AEW Women's World Champion. Or ROH Women's World Champion. Then we had our main event. TNT Championship. Ladder match. Scorpio Sky. Sammy Guevara. Match. Good. Didn't care that they redid the Sammy Cody spot. Because it doesn't hit as much when you can go, oh, I see where Sammy's going with it. There it is. Doesn't hit the same. It's still a cool spot regardless. I thought Sammy and Cody did it better. But... And like you do it in the last ladder match, and then you got to do it again in the next ladder match, and Sammy's setting it up almost the same way. It just doesn't hit the same of holy shit, you know, like it did the first time we saw that move, and it was just like I've never seen anything like that. Now it's kind of just like I hope that doesn't come become a Sammy ladder spot, like Jeff Hardy always having to do the Swanton off the ladder through either another ladder or chair. But Sky attacks right at the bell and sent Guevara into the barricade. Guevara came back with the German suplex on the ramp. He set up a ladder in the ring, and the two jockeyed for position. Guevara climbed the ladder when it wasn't a good distance away from the belt. Like, it wasn't close or nothing. He's like, trying to reach. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Then he goes for some sort of, like, a Phoenix splash-looking thing off the, like, three rungs from the top. Just crashes and burns. Lands right on his back, just fucks it all up. I guess it was supposed to be more like a whisper in the wind, because when Jeff Hardy does the whisper in the wind, he climbs up things, does the back flip, 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 and he's supposed to catch you with the foot. He did catch Scorp in the head with the foot, but he took a nasty bump off of this. Sammy took a nasty bump. Officials then checked on Sammy as we went into the commercial. I guess Sammy's fine, because he did the rest of the match. Did a lot of other crazy shit. So once back, both men climbed ladders in the ring, but again, too far from the belts. Guevara went for a diving cutter, just as he did in the Cody match. But again, like I said, didn't hit the same because I can see him sit. So he's got the ladder one way, and he's up on the turnbuckle, and the ref's holding the ladder trying to stabilize it for him. He's like, let go. And Bryce is like, okay. And Bryce runs let's go of the ladder. He swings it around, and he does the thing. He climbs up it and launches himself over it. Corp grabs him, boom, there we go. And I'm just like, it's a cool spot, but you did it in back-to-back Sammy Guevara ladder matches. 
And I just, I, I don't, I don't want to see that in the third. The next time Sammy's in a ladder match, I don't want to see that spot again. Because then it's going to just get overplayed. Just like I've said it before, Jeff Hardy's ladder spot is overplayed. Where, oh, it's Jeff Hardy. He's got to climb the ladder. He's got to do a swanton and put someone through either a table or, or, or another ladder. So, once back, uh, once he hits that move, both men are down for a moment before Sky uh, tried to go for the TKO. Guy produced a barbed wire ladder from under the ring. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. He brings it in, lays it down in the ring, but it was to his detriment. He went to, I guess, back body drop Sammy Guevara onto the ladder, but instead he took a Spanish fly onto the ladder himself. Then Dan Lambert's at the ring, or at ringside yelling or whatever. So Sammy grabs Dan, pulls him in the ring, and Dan Lambert goes, why are you wasting time coming at me? I ain't a threat. Grab the belt if you think you're going to win this match. You want to retain your title? Go grab it. He's like, don't worry about me. Commentary's like, Dan Lambert with some real choice words here. He's not wrong. Sammy should be focusing on the belt, not Lambert. And then Ty Conti gets in the ring and just for no reason at all, low blows Dan Lambert. She hit him fucking hard. Very hard. This then produced Paige Van Zant. Paige Van Zant ran down and brawled with Ty Conti in the corner and Paige's got to work on them punches. I get it. She's used to really punching people. So when she's trying to pull her punches, you can see that not only is she pulling the punches, but she's also kind of like going slower. She's like, you know, and so it's like not the best of punches, but hey, she's still learning. She's still learning. So you, you got to give her the benefit of the doubt. So they start brawling. Sky and Guevara brawl in the middle of the ring as well. And then uh, the heels get the advantage. They pose, they kiss. Then, Scorpio Sky hits a flatliner and stops Guevara from trying to do something else with the barbed wire ladder that he had set up, like leaned up against the ropes. Uh, Scorpio Sky then climbs up the ladder, but Ty jumps on his back. Sammy then tries to climb the other side of the ladder, and Paige jumps on his back. They climb to the top of the ladder, and you can see the fear in Paige Van Zandt's eyes. She's scared shitless, but once they get to the top, she's all game. And throwing with Ty, throwing with Ty, finally the women fall off. Ty falls on her ass. Paige kind of like climbed down and then jumped down on her feet and laughed at Ty before they fought, off, fought each other again. Then they kicked each other in the head and they both went down. Uh, Sky and Sammy were at the top of the ladder and they traded strikes and jockeyed for position. Sky hit Guevara, uh, Sky... Gave Guevara a middle finger. No. Sky got knocked down, not off. Guevara gave him a middle finger. Sky bit the middle finger. This then allowed uh, Guevara to kind of freeze for a second, but nothing happened. Guevara then sent Sky to the mat. Sky then popped up, tipped the ladder over, and sent Guevara crashing into the barbed wire ladder he had set up moments ago. Sky then climbed the ladder and looked like he had it. But Sammy no-sold the ladder barbed wire spot, bounced off the rope, springboard onto the ladder. The two met at the top again. Sky punched Sammy and knocked him off the ladder, pulled down the championship, and became the two-time TNT champion. 
Scorpio Sky is now a two-time TNT champion, and immediately out come Frankie Kazarian. Because here, remember, Frankie wanted to challenge Sammy. Scorp said, hey, I don't ask much of you, but let me go at Sammy first. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to get the belt. You can have my first defense. And Frankie said, okay, I trust you. I believe in you. I'll back off for now. But now, Frankie wants his match. Frankie wants his title shot that he was guaranteed by his old best bud. Well, one of his old best buds. So, I guess, eventually, maybe... Oh, I mean, I don't see it being a pay-per-view match. But maybe they can do Frankie Kazarian versus Scorpio Sky for the title of the pay-per-view. I don't see it being a match for the on the pay-per-view. I see it being a Rampage or a Dynamite match. Maybe even a Rampage match. But, yeah. I don't see that being a double or nothing pay-per-view match. But, we're supposed to believe Frankie Kazarian gets the next shot. And that's how the show went off the air with Scorpio Sky. The new TNT champion for a second time. With that, guys, that's what I thought of Dynamite. I thought it was a pretty dang good show. But now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's AEW Dynamite. Remember, you can put a super chat in the YouTube chat to make sure your question doesn't get read. Or you can text in to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. Before we check the text messages, let's check the polls really fast. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 63% liked tonight's Dynamite, where 38% thought it... Oh, no. Oh, wait. I read that wrong. 63% thought it was all right, where 38% liked the show. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 56% liked the show, 31% thought it was all right, and 12% did not like it. As we move forward here with the YouTube poll, 69% liked the show, 16% thought it was just all right, and 15% did not like Dynamite. As we move forward, we got text messages here. Ooh, I like this text message because I forgot to mention something after the Serena Deeb match. So, after this, so this person says, who will be Thunder Rosa's next challenger for the AW Women's World Championship? So, if you noticed... After Serena Deeb defeated Hikaru Shida, they showed Thunder Rosa watching the match on the monitor, which leads me to believe because Deeb is the number one ranked female. She will most likely be the next one to challenge for the title. But we'll probably get Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Oliver uh, says, do you think Sammy and Tay are a poor version of Miz and Maurice? Also, Julia had her eye patch this December. Yeah, we've known about the eye patch thing. She's had it since she got the mist in the face, which I don't know why she still has it. We've seen plenty of people get misted in the face by Malachi Black and not wear an eye patch. Anyways, anyways, Ms. and Marie, Sammy Ty. Yeah, I think Ms. and Maurice are way better. Oh, Ms. Person says, which woman has enough particular fortitude? To walk out the undisputed OH Women's Champion. Probably going to be... Um, I would say Deanna Perrazzo would be the better the better one to keep the title on. But because Mercedes is signed, I can see them going Mercedes Martinez. And this person says, AEW car accident? So, got a little info on this. I actually got a little exclusive info 
on exactly what went down with this. But let me pull the image up first in case you guys did not see this. This was interesting. This was the interesting, I tell you what. All right, let's see. How do I want to present this? All right, here we go. So, this. I don't need. You know, yeah, for context. So, in case you guys are unaware, these are what the production trucks look like. They carry the rings and all the equipment that they need to put on the show. Well, this is not from today. This is an old picture. But this Zach truck was in a car accident today. As you see here, car stuck and wedged under it actually i'm not going to show that picture okay so what happened i was told so so first off brooke ramsey the aw timekeeper posted the first photo i showed i'm not going to show it again because it's got the person's license plate number and i don't want i don't want to show that anyways she posted the first photo and said don't drink and drive so i'm like oh what the hell's going on then a couple other photos got posted online i asked around and i was told yeah someone was was texting, not drink and drive, text and drive. Someone was texting and driving and unfortunately crashed into an AEW production truck. But here's where interesting thing comes up. So we were told that A, nobody was in the truck. The driver was not in the truck. They've been parked there all day. Multiple trucks in a line outside of the venue for tonight's show in Philly. Driver, again, texting and driving. Wasn't paying attention. Eventually lost control. Crashed under the truck. Everybody's okay. Nobody was hurt. Everyone's fine. So that is good to hear. But yeah, someone was texting and driving. Not paying attention. And literally right outside the arena. Crashed under a parked. Not even a moving. But crashed under a parked AEW production truck. Again, this is what the truck looks like. And this is the car stuck under. I'm going to show the other picture really quickly. I don't like putting people's like license plate numbers out there and stuff. But yeah, you got this right here. The car stuck right under it. Like, oh, that really stinks. Uh, this person's last text message says, hey, I'm going to Dynamite in Baltimore next week. What do you think of the match card? So... We only know of three matches so far. Again, let me pull that back up. I think Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish should be a really good match. I think Deanna Prazo and Mercedes Martinez should be a really... I think you're in for a good night for what we know so far. Got the debut of W. Morrissey, big cast. Unfortunately, I think he's going to lose to Wardlow, which makes me think he's not signing or else he would be in a different match and winning. But I think Deanna and Mercedes can be a really good match. I have my trepidations on it. But I think Jeff and Bobby Fish will be a pretty good match. So, yeah, I think you're in for a fun night next week in Baltimore. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And we will be back on Friday, Friday morning for the wrestling wrap-up. And then we'll be back Friday evening for Friday Night Smackdown. So with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you next time.